the following show features stupid opinions and ideas from two idiot brothers who probably did little research and practiced zero due diligence on the topic at hand. The MLO's opinions do not reflect the views of their employer, guests, sponsors, families, neighbors, or pets. If you do not like what they are saying and don't agree with their views or opinions, don't watch the show. We can promise we do not care. Welcome to the worst show on the internet. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MLO Bros. Thank you so much for watching at home. Before we get started here, uh, let's go through our sponsors down below. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, uh, Katie Mori, Valley Insurance Group, as well as Children's Book uh, and Children's Author, uh, The Fantastic Tales of Meriwether and Periwether. Uh, as you can see, I am solo today. Luke is not here. He is uh, his, his wife is sick, so he has the boys. He might hop in the comments section. But um, thank you for being here today, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks yeah. For having us. So we have Michelle, Michelle and Keith from the Molina Michelle, Michelle Ed Edenfield Ed Foundation, right? Yep. The name, I swear, too many M's or something. I but, know, I know. <laughs> but so it, those watching at home, this is your second time on the show. But yes. the first time we were on, it was 2020, right? Yeah. It was, yes. Yeah. And we were at home on our on our laptops that was when we like first started the podcast and um that was like i did re i remember doing research for it and then just being like oh my goodness but i didn't realize that was like shortly after she passed away right yeah, yeah. i mean it yeah. had to be probably not even six weeks I didn't realize that at yeah. the time. I thought this was like this happened before, but it was like very close, like very close. Yeah, it, it was because it was right before I think the first event we ever did in mm -hmm. our front yards. So like, that's so you that was before that we you came on the podcast right before your first event and 2020 and what it was fall summer summer it was the august. august she passed away in june okay and then it was august and we did um a, a day of joy in yeah. our front yard and we raised yeah. six thousand dollars that was the very first thing we ever did so then what for those at home what does that that money goes to the foundation what does the foundation do for those that don't know so i mean it's kind of i mean we do a, a bunch of well, we do one major thing. Yeah. Basically, any money that we get mm -hmm. goes specifically to pediatric cancer research. Yeah. Um. So we are actually um, a lot of our we started a fund. Mm -hmm. Um. It's the Melina Michelle Edenfield Fund, mm -hmm. and it's Akron Children's. So we support because we believe. I mean, they did amazing things for our our girl. Um. I can never speak highly enough of her treatment team. Um, and so we also feel like by the people that support us, we have to support the local people here yeah, too. Yeah. So basically we started, um, their, their research fund. So it has now expanded them mm -hmm. into a national database for tumor wow. donations. Um, and they're continuing to grow it. Um, we then also decided that we needed to do bigger things to have a greater impact immediately. Mm -hmm. um, so we joined two international collaboratives that we work with. Yeah. One funds clinical studies and the other group, there's five of us that are forcing institutions. There's 16 of them now internationally to share information. And um. we basically are fronting the money for clinical trials to get them off the ground up and running. Yeah. And that was the thing. Her tumor where it was at on her brain it was like in her brainstem in her brainstem mm -hmm. in such a tough spot and the amount of money that goes towards child cancer is like one percent right Pediatric, of the total money the total federal funded money that goes to children uh four percent goes for pediatric cancer yes and then less than one percent goes to her brain tumor um wow. but those brain tumors are the most aggressive form of cancer that exists whoa so our philosophy is if you can find the cure to yeah. the biggest and the baddest yeah. you can cure them all so uh, that's basically the mission with all of these groups we work with is mm -hmm. that you know if we can find a solution to this it's only going to trickle down yeah. into everything it else it goes from there and grows from there yes. well let's um play this for those watching at home that need like a recap video 
this video you sent me made by your sister, right? Your yes. sister's the one being interviewed in this video we're about yes. to watch, right? Yes. Okay. She's so, the head women's basketball coach for Bradley University. All right. So let's yeah. watch this. This will help get people up to date. And um, on top of this, go back 2020. I want to say it was like July into August of 2020. I had these two on and that video, that podcast is amazing. So you have to go back and watch it. But um, here, we'll watch this first as like a recap for you. Hold on, guys. Hold on. Technical difficulties. Hold on. I'm trying to get this to work. Um, let's see if I can get this to work. Hold on. So, stop screen. Hold on, guys. Sorry. Real quick, bear with me, guys. Alrighty. Back in 2020, uh, during the pandemic, um, it was May. Everyone was struggling. Things were really hard. It was a very isolating experience. And coincidentally, Ollie and I were decided to make a trip home to Canfield. We looked at the safety precautions. It was going to be a nice weekend. We could be outside. So we figured, let's get out of Chicago and go home. And my niece, my youngest niece, Melina, hadn't been feeling well all week. And she just had had a nasty stomach bug that just would not go away. And so finally, on the morning that I was actually supposed to be getting home, we were on our way my sister decided to take her to Akron Children's, the emergency room, because she had started complaining of headaches. So in conjunction with having a stomach bug, she was complaining of headaches, which was really odd for a four-year-old child. And within an hour, she was being life-flighted to Akron Children's. And we found out that she had a brain tumor. My relationship with my niece, Melina, was a little bit unique. We were both the youngest. I actually was the one who chose her name. My sister, Michelle, was talking about a name that I didn't really like. And so I said, let me just do some research and see if I can come up with one that maybe, you know, might stick. And when I brought it to her, she was like, oh my God, that's the name. And so Melina was born. She has had bright red hair, strawberry blonde, curls, crazy. Uh, and she, from the jump, terrified my sister because she thought that she was a lot like me, which meant that she was highly competitive. She was afraid of nothing and she was a little crazy. And so from a young age with Melina, she and I kind of had this kindred spirit of not only were we the youngest, but we also shared a lot of commonalities. And my sister saw a lot of me within Melina and she would call me and say, Kate, I don't know what to do with this girl. She's four years old and she's competing about who can get into the car faster. Is it her or her sisters? She's obsessed with beating me in whatever she can and I don't know what to do. I said, Michelle, good luck. She's going to cry whenever she gets a B. She's going to compete in everything she does. She's going to cry when she loses. She's going to hate it more than anything. And it was always kind of, I love all my nieces and Melina and I were really just similar in terms of how we were. And there was a lot of things that Michelle thought resonated with us. So during that time of her diagnosis, they still didn't exactly know. And unfortunately, what we found out is that treatments for the type of tumor that she has haven't progressed since the 60s. So the options were really limited in terms of how to discover what type of tumor it was. Where it was located was in the worst possible location. It was located on her brainstem. So essentially your brainstem controls every aspect of your body. So in order to even scope it, biopsy it, anything like that, there was a lot of essentially risk of paralysis, things like that. And so we went home and during that time we had hope because we didn't know. We didn't know if it was benign. We were hoping it was, but all we knew is that we had a four-year-old 
girl that had a brain tumor. As they were looking to kind of discover what it was and things like that, Ollie and I went back to Chicago, trying to get some things in order. And within the week of us being gone, Melina lost her ability to walk. She lost her balance. She was starting to lose vision in terms of just, you know, clarity. She had blurriness, things like that. And, and so obviously my family and I knew that things weren't looking good. And in that time, we found out that she had a DMG brain tumor, which is a diffuse midline glioma. It's the most aggressive tumor that exists in any patient, adult, child, adolescent, doesn't matter. And within 32 days, we lost Melina. And during that time, unfortunately, what we found out is that children's research for cancer, specifically Melina's, type of tumor are grossly underfunded. Only 4% of all national funding goes towards pediatric cancer research. Less than 1% goes toward the specific type of tumor that Melina had. And again, hers was the most aggressive form of cancer that exists. So obviously went through a lot as a family. And one of the things during that time is my sister remained an absolute rock for her children for the two older sisters that were obviously going to be impacted by Melina not only being sick, but dying. And what she asked all of us to do was choose joy. That was her only request because Melina, as a four-year-old child, did that for us. In her 32 days, there was never a moment that she didn't try and find the joy in the day. She didn't try and find the joy in the moment. And even as she was in hospice, she still gave us signals every single day that she was with us and she was fighting. And her spirit, her energy, her enthusiasm is contagious. And in that time, my family in Malima's honor decided to start a foundation. The goal of our foundation is strictly to fundraise specifically for Melina's type of tumor. But what we have come to understand is that it's not just Melina's tumor, it's children that are grossly underserved in the cancer community. And so that's why it's so important to me and my family to do what we're able to do right now, and that's to raise awareness. Raise awareness that there are children who are sick, that there are families who are suffering, and that there isn't enough hope for these families and they deserve it. So with Melina, you know, unfortunately we lost her, but my sister, my family, my nieces, and Melina certainly don't want that to be the outcome for other families. And that's why it's so important to raise awareness to the fact that there are children who are sick and there are children who need our help. And I'm really excited to be able to do what I'm doing with the platform that I've been given as the head coach at Bradley in order just to simply raise awareness. Raise awareness to the fact that these kids need our help and to also celebrate those who fight every single day and give us everything that they have to prove that there is hope and to prove that there is life after cancer. So for us, it's really, really important that not only we raise awareness, but we celebrate those that are fighting currently and that have overcome. And so we're really excited to be able to do that at Bradley. All right, so we're back, everybody. Um, that is so hard to watch. And um, so I see you every now and then. I see you posting, and you're posting these big, long posts. And I feel like, oh, my gosh, like I can't even compare. Like nobody can compare reading those posts when you're um, – having i feel like you're having a rough day and you turn to facebook sometimes and you post about it and i can't even compare to the pain you must have felt and what you feel sometimes just thinking about it and how i, I don't even i don't even know it's just so tough to like i don't know how to react if that makes sense because it's like if i was in your shoes i would be so angry you know i i there, there are moments. Um, usually, yeah. I just hit him really hard right, at yeah, that yeah, time. Yeah. You know, yeah. well, that's why I'm on this <laughs> side because this side is just, just all the punching bag. So Keith. now, if I can get a few on this side, it'll even it out, and it'll be all good. Yeah. So. I, you know, um, I vowed, and I think we, the very first conversation I think we had together, um, towards the end of all of this, is that we vowed that for her, this can't break us. You yeah. know, the, the divorce rate 
of, of families that lose children is 80%. And, and yeah, I knew no that doubt. going into this, you know, like, like, Whoa. cause yeah. I'm a mental health counselor by day. And, yes, um, I remember you saying that, yeah. but I, I knew, and I remember, and I said, she would, she would kill us. Like she would not be okay. And I said, I can't, if there's any chance that she knows us and follows us and sees us that, that she would think it was her fault that our family broke. Wow. And yeah. that's kind of what motivated us um, to, to not allow that to destroy. Now, are there still days we're angry? Absolutely. But I think now we've turned that into getting more angry at the system, at the fact that we didn't have options, at the fact that, you know, when I look at what we do and what we the money we raise and, you know, I had a phone call um, not too long ago from another uh, president of their foundation. And he said, you know, Michelle, I'm losing sleep at night because this stuff is sitting on the table and we need extra funding. And I just sat and thought, like, this guy lost his child 14 years ago and he's losing sleep. Like, yeah. you know, it's just I think that's the the inspiring part is, is you know, I sit in a room of parents and it's yeah. It's a group I wouldn't want to mess with. And I think that's where we all have turned out. And not everybody can do that. And that's okay, too. Yeah. Um, but I think that's where our anger goes now. Which is almost good. Like, you have somewhere to direct that. But, man, still, I would be well, and, and furious. Well, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's upsetting. I mean, the yeah. whole, I, I mean, you you experience what, what I tell people sometimes is you, you experience the, the whole spectrum of emotions yeah you, you know you you have anger you have sadness you have grief you have um all those feelings but it's it's you you got to channel that for good somehow yeah you, you know she wanted us to choose joy choose joy especially with her being a mental health counselor that makes it sound corny sometimes but you you have to take that energy and channel it for good or else you're, you're just going to compound yeah. the emotions you feel from her loss. Yeah. So. Well, and, and, you know, e even more so, you know, we, we go through, I vowed that from the get go, this would never be a secret. Yeah. You know, m my Melina is not a secret and my Melina was not a brain tumor. She is so much so more, much more. Yeah. than all of that. But we always said too, even when this first started, you have to remember this, isn't, this is COVID. You, yeah. you, like nobody even saw us. So nobody knew she was sick. Yeah. So like I went to my Facebook page when him and I were finally at a place of like, there's enough going around that I need to control the story that I don't want the wrong thing said, or this is like, here's yeah. our truth. Here's where we are. And um, because I feel secrets have power. Mm -hmm. And the thing that people didn't know or understand, you know, your, your brainstem controls your life. Yeah. So you breathe, your heart, everything comes from your brainstem, but it doesn't affect you cognitively. Mm -hmm. So that means my four-year-old had complete awareness of the situation as that was happening. Yeah. Yes. So at four, she knew she was dying. Mm. So if my four-year-old can face death and choose joy every day of her life, we all can then yeah. we all can because i don't i don't know at 42 how you process death yeah let alone at 4 yeah i just i just picture so luke's youngest is 4 now and i just like put, try and like not even my kid my nephew try and put myself in that situation and i would i, I don't know like i don't understand how you guys were operating like how you were okay we got to start this foundation we got to have this event in our backyards we got to go on a podcast and talk about it i mean over and over and over. so you just kept talking about it and and chose joy through all of it and that's just it just shows how strong you guys are as a couple as people as a family how are the how are the girls how are the other like as they get older and kind of look back at it how are they doing um they're amazing. Um, they're absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, we've, we've faced different hurdles. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I will say in their community and their, their schools, um, they were at CH Camel when it happened. That's where they went back to. Okay. Um, and the, they, that, that school system has 
done nothing but support our children. I mean, the families, the other students, um, they've done, you know, days to honor her. Um, I mean, it's really been above and beyond. And, you know, my first phone call was to the schools. That's what the hospital told us we had to do. And I can remember talking to their teachers and I said, listen, I need you to call me Yeah. because Emily is not going to fail a test because her sister died. You know, Clara's not nervous because her sister died. This is their story. This is Melina will never be our excuse. Yeah. She's our reason. She's yeah. never our excuse. She makes us better. And that's the approach we took from wow. day one. And that's the counselor in you. Too. <laughs> Some days yeah. I dug deep, but, um, you know, that was how we viewed things and that's how we've handled it. And, you know, when, when Clara went to middle school, I was scared yeah. because, okay, now I've left this cocoon that I knew really understood our story, knew her, knew this. And now she's going to middle school. She's combining with a whole other elementary school that knows Melina's story, but doesn't necessarily know that's Melina's sister. Yeah. And so we've always prepared the girls too. And I think because we're so open about everything that they talk about it too. So if people ask them questions, they're not offended by it. You know, I know there's going to be a day that somebody mocks it and, you know, cause kids are kids and yeah. no it's going to happen. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And, but as long as they know that we're all, as long as we're good, it's good. Yeah. And that's how we approach them. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, even before Melina, even before we had kids, just her experience with, with working with kids in a counseling situation, in, in me being an educator, you know, I would tell her about stuff that would happen in school or things like that. And she'd always say, remember, kids are resilient. Yeah. Well, now we see that in our own kids. Yeah. And that's what's really amazing. I mean, I, I don't know, especially the age, you know, our, our, our middle one, Emily, was exactly 22 months in the middle. Yeah. Wasn't playing that way, but that's how it was. And, you know, so she's six. Claire's the oldest at eight when Melina passes. And I don't know if they fully understood i mean they understood their sister yeah. was gone you know but i but how and what transpired i don't know i mean claire more than than emmy for sure but um but yeah i mean it's it they they continue to push through and uh handle things in their own handle you know in their own right you know so are you trying to like talk with them about like talk through it talk about it the whole time while all of this is going on? To, like... to be honest with you, um, you know, when you talk about where we were, I mean, I look back and I know we've talked about this, but that first year, I mean, there's things you just don't even remember. Like you, you such just, a rush. You, I mean, it you was had, so... We lived. I mean, people are like, oh, I met you. And I'm like, no recollection. Yeah. Like, I wish I did, but yeah. like, you just got through it. Um, yeah. During it, you have to remember. I don't blame you for that either. Like, how are you supposed to? Like, yeah. Your brain just doesn't Kids. let you. Yeah. But you have to remember, so Melina was a perfectly healthy kid. She had never even been on an antibiotic. She was never sick. And so what we had was what appeared to be a stomach virus. The only reason I even called the pediatrician was because it was in the midst of COVID. So I'm like, yeah. I don't know, is this COVID? Like, yeah, yeah. nobody knew what COVID was. I remember was. you mentioning that too, yeah. So then by Friday when she had it, like, she had two good days in there. So mm -hmm. we were like, oh, okay, maybe she's Okay. And then she walked in and said, I have a headache. But the first 10 days of from the day we walked into the ER, they found the mass. Yeah. But it took them 10 days to determine if it was just a slow growing tumor that might never grow again. Yeah. Or if it was this aggressive tumor that would end her life. And you have to remember, DMG tumors are extremely aggressive, but you usually have about six to eight months with that child. No, not that that's like yeah. great, but Still, you know, you we 30 days. Yeah. And then we kept, they kept, we all thought like, okay, she's going to do this six weeks of radiation and we're going to get this reprieve. We're going to get this time. And she did two days of radiation and her heart was shutting down. So we didn't, there was nothing, you know? And so, and, and I think the reason too, that we never stopped talking is I think I feel in my heart that that's part of the issue. You know, when we talk about the underfunding of kids, they don't have a voice. You mm -hmm. know, if, what's a four-year-old going to advocate for better yeah. treatment quality? You know, like it's just not going to happen. 
But if you think about it, most people are afraid to talk about her with us. Yeah. Like I go in a room and I, I see it. I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. And people, you know, they always, you know, the infamous line is, I don't want to remind you. Well, I, I live it every day. But you guys, so you guys aren't the type, like, I feel like people are afraid to offend in some way, shape or form. Like I was like that when we, when we did the first podcast, like going into it. And then I like did a little bit of research on you guys. I was like, oh, okay. She's like talking about everything and it's your way of dealing with it. And I feel like that's because you're a counselor and you're very good at dealing with that to begin with. But like, you're you, you can't approach you like you're going to offend. You right. know what I mean? You can't, that's yeah. not the way to approach you guys. Right. Cause you're yeah, not right. those type of people to begin right. with. Right. So, and, and you know, there's nothing I, at this point, truthfully that I wouldn't share or wouldn't say because yeah. it's, it's part of her story, but that's, that's where I think the issue is, is people come up to you and they immediately say, I can't even imagine. And I get it. I don't want you yeah. to imagine, but the second somebody says that the conversation ends. Yeah. And then, I, where I just want you to say it's like elephant in the room. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, I can only imagine because then I could say, okay, yeah. well, here's why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. You know, like I'm begging and scrimping for yeah. money, which I get it. Yeah. But the reality is, is I don't keep a penny of it. Like yeah. we, we don't have overhead. We. I feel like people, the other thing too, is they're afraid of like, okay, these people have been asked the same question over and over and over and they have to remember this terrible thing that happened to their daughter and i don't want to be the person that brings it up again you know what right. i mean and like asks yeah. you all those questions that you have to go back to that day and remember everything again just because i want to be nosy like i feel like that's kind of the and, argument. and 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 i'm sure i listen everybody i i, I say this all the time everybody yeah. handles grief differently yeah everybody's going to approach that differently yeah but but for us a few minutes ago you asked how, how do you deal how do you deal yeah. with the feelings the the raw emotion yeah it 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 brings peace to talk about her yeah even even even, even the dark stuff yeah. even the stuff that she was going through in the hospital and her, her decline because it, at the end of the day and i don't know if this is true for every parent that's lost a child I, yeah. I i would imagine probably more than more so than not you just don't want your child to be forgotten yeah so to talk about it to you know th those painful memories yeah they're painful they, they're yeah. there's some really dark ugly things that we witnessed that she experienced yeah but 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 sometimes we think of those anyway so to talk about it and raise that awareness and and let everybody know hey this is why we're doing what we're doing yeah. it, well, it is necessary and she's not forgotten you know? every single time i hear never enough from <laughs> right, the last right, showman right. while i'm like driving in the car <laughs> love love that uh every single time i hear that song i'm like melina i yeah. immediately think of her Barely, like, just just know her from that. you guys, but like every single time. So she but, is living on in but, one way. But but you know, it just, and, and then we can move on. But you know, obviously, basketball is big in our family. Yeah, as we just saw. Yeah. And her favorite basketball player is Charles Barkley. Nice. And but but beca and because I love my wife so much, I read his book. She asked me when we got yeah. engaged, read his book. You should. It's good. And is and it? one. It, I may it's, be wrong. It's I doubt it. Yeah, I may I may be wrong, but I doubt it. Yeah, as only Charles Barkley would say, he would never say that. Yeah. But he, uh, one of the lines in the book that stuck with me was, "The more difficult and uncomfortable the conversation, the more necessary it is to have that conversation." Okay. And I, you know, I I think when it comes to pediatric cancer that's it maybe maybe if people had more of those conversations yeah those 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 children would get more than four percent of the federal funding for yeah. cancer research it's never more true than with child cancer because it's like nobody wants to talk about it but mm -hmm. you should and you have to in order to get stuff done right mm -hmm. well and and like like i said the other thing too is unfortunately like this doesn't just happen in one spot. Yeah. So like I, and I said this from the get go, if this was a school crosswalk and this many kids died every year at that crosswalk, we would do something about it. Yeah. But the problem is, is it's 300 kids from just her specific tumor. That number, unfortunately is growing. Yeah. But if it, but we're from all over. So it's hard to be a United front Yeah. when we've got people in Australia that are fighting we do a lot of research with Australia because we face different regulations there and it's, mm. it's better. It's, we can get things going. We can do better things. So, yeah. but I wouldn't have known that. Yeah. Like, so um, let's talk about the foundation and how it's grown. I'm assuming 
Um, what so. <laughs> what kind of events? What kind of events have you guys been doing in the since catching up since the last time we talked? So it's no longer in the backyard, I'm assuming. What are you guys? No, what no. Have you guys it, been doing? It got moved uh, to the center of the green in Canfield. Okay. Our goal is to be bigger than the Fourth of July parade. Some days I think we're close. I love that. Um, you know, so we our foundation alone. We have a board of directors. Yes. Um, and your sister sits on that board. Yes, she does. That's cool. She's one of them, and um, so there are amazing volunteers who sacrifice. I mean, endless amounts of time, energy, and effort for us. Um, and we run four major events with that. Every event we ha run has its own committee. So we do a 5K in um, October, mm -hmm. virtual. Um, we do the um, event on the green, the, uh, the Choose Joy event. And that's where Melina's team, her joy team, runs that of all her friends. Mm -hmm. um, and this year it'll be on the green again the first weekend in August on that Saturday. Um, we do a golf outing mm -hmm. in June. And then our biggest event is coming up in um, two weeks. Two weeks. Um, we are at the embassy and we it's the second annual evening of joy. And it's like a semi-formal yeah. wedding. Um, my husband feels as if he's honoring his daughter by wearing a Cheeto Sport coat. Hell yeah, you are. No, Absolutely. no, it was awful last Hell year. Yeah. No, it was bad. I have, do you want, I have cheetah suspenders. Do you want them? Oh my God. <laughs> it's a lot. I mean, it's. In case you get hot in that sport. Yeah, coat. there you go. Yeah, there you go. There you so go. last year, um, you know, they asked me, they said, Michelle, what's your image for this? And I was like, I want it to be like elegant and classy. And they're like, okay. And then I go in a streak of trash, right? Yeah, down yeah a little bit of, a little bit of cheetah, little bit of, little yeah, bit of, yeah, we got to do that. And so that's exactly what it was. So, and um, yeah, so they, we had a, a beautiful home ec teacher who is my princess involved and she handmade with her classes and students, every table runner. That's awesome. Our, yeah. I think, I think they're watching because that was her husband that commented. Oh, John. That, yeah. When we were having some of the technical difficulties. So. Oh, so, sorry, John. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we got to work in. Uh, hopefully, everybody enjoyed the video. But if you guys have questions for them, for those watching at home, drop them in the comments. I'll pull them up and we can talk about it. Like they said, I know it's a tough, tough topic to talk about, but that's what they want to do. They want to talk about it. They want to spread uh, spread joy. So, um, yeah, comments. Let us know. But. Um, so the event is when again? I'll put it in the comments so that they can see it. It is uh, March. Saturday, March 11th. Mm -hmm. Saturday, March. Where can they, is there like a door fee or something? Or how's there's it work? Tickets. There's tickets. Yeah. Tickets um, so the, it, there's like, a, it, if they go to our website, there's the thing. Our Facebook has What's the, your Facebook page? That'll be easier. I'll just direct them there. Yeah. It's uh, the Melina Michelle Edenfield Foundation. Oh, oh, that's all right. Wrong. See, Jennifer's. That's that's the oh, place to buy tickets. Jen's on our board. Okay. Yeah, that, that's Jen one. Jen is like that's literally my members. right arm. If you want tickets, Jennifer in the comment section has <laughs> the link to the tickets. Go check them out. Feel free to ask her any questions any time of day or night. That's she is your the go-to. <laughs> she is. Jen holds all the answers. She pretends like she doesn't, but she does. That's awesome. I guarantee her ears perked up with the Cheeto suspenders. Yeah. I'll see if I still have them. I think I wore them to like my prom <laughs> or, or uh, homecoming, but I like just held on to them. And I think I have, a, you never I think know. I have a cheetah tie too. I, I've got, I've got, I think three of those. <laughs> I, I got a couple pairs of socks, a couple sport coats now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. You know, again, you don't want your daughter forgotten. You, you'll, no, you'll do anything. Carry no, legacy on, so. Stinking cheetah everywhere. That's, if I were you. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I need to buy an updated shirt too. I wore the shirt on the podcast the other day. So, um, but it's starting to, it's starting to, the material's starting to go. So yeah. I, need, I need to get an updated sheet. Yeah. Shirt. Jen, I'm get sure we'll share Jones's, um, Jones and associates in Mahoning Avenue. They do an entire, um, um, apparel section for a sweatshirt shirts, these, um, polos and then they do zip yeah. ups they do everything awesome. yeah the quarter zip yeah i saw yeah you guys were sharing some uh shirts or something the other day that i thought was awesome yeah they, like a pullover or something yeah they mm -hmm. just yeah, came out with a bunch sweet. of new stuff they did yeah. some hats and stuff too Searching amazon for, i don't even remember where i got them i think 
I think my date to homecoming had got them for me. I don't even remember. <laughs> I just have them in my closet. I think Melina was too young, right? Yeah. <laughs> no. right. yeah. But uh, so cool. But um, oh my gosh, what what else? Uh, so March 11th, that's coming up. Um, so we do a live auction yeah. and a silent auction, and then we do raffle baskets. Um, at the, this is at the event. Mm -hmm. okay. And then the live auction, um, we have like Chris Roman comes mm -hmm. in um, and they do like the, which is really cool to watch. Like, I just like to like watch auction? it. Yeah. yeah. Like, like this talking. And yeah. Stuff, like, like, <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. like, what is happening last year? They're like, I don't know, Michelle. <laughs> um, and so, but we have like a trip to Vegas um, in the suites, uh, Delano, the Delano suites. We were okay. able to get um, a weekend there. And then, um, we have some really cool silent auction stuff this year. People just, the, the generosity. Um, but one of them, the YSU men's basketball team is doing a day experience with them where okay. you would like go eat with the team in the morning, do their shoot around. Yeah, maybe and like, this yeah. Year too. yeah you go in like the locker yeah. room. So imagine like a middle school kid. Well, imagine first off, like I think Keith would yeah. be really pumped. If we go Absolutely. <laughs> Anybody would. Yeah. So. Very cool. Um, what? What else was I going to say? Oh, my gosh. I completely forget now. Uh, but, no, very cool that you have that event going on. And, um, oh, my gosh, I don't even know. What What else did you guys want to talk about today? Well, I, I, I think one, one thing I always like like to share is just how supportive and, and, and generous the community is. Yeah. I mean, th this is something that, that we don't do alone. We know that. Um, for, for those, for, for the audience that may be watching who may be hearing us for the first time, or certainly maybe haven't been following along since we were on the last time, Yeah, you know, every, every penny we raise goes to research or awareness. Um, our, our boards volunteer, all the events we run volunteer, all, all the prizes we, we have are donated for the evening of joy. So um, people ask why we chose like the research route of it. And yeah. so when they developed our foundation, um, cause Keith and my dad, it was their idea. Melina knew, knew too. They asked her mm -hmm. um, if she wanted us to help the doctors and they asked me what I needed. And at the end of the day, I had a, there was amazing family foundations throughout Akron Children's. You know, they gave you like parking passes and coolers. I needed the parking pass for two days. And then, you know, I couldn't even look at this cooler they gave us and I had to yeah. throw it away. Um, and their hearts were all right. But at the end of the day, if I needed an option, I needed hope. I yeah. needed something and I had nothing. And so that's why we were so driven to find the answers because I can give you everything, but I've got to give you being involved in that process. Have you seen anything new happening like within the yeah. research? Yeah. So, you, so the first time we met, we raised $6,000. We now have had raised $700,000. Holy crap. Okay. Yeah. So in, in two and a half years. So, so, so like Akron children, we're, we're talking about that funded Akron children's yeah. to, to bring testing on, on site to Akron children's. We, we've donated $250,000 alone. Yeah. So. And then um, our international foundations is where the bulk of it goes. And um, when I told you I got that phone call from uh, actually the guy's name is Keith, um, there were seven clinical. So we every two years, um, the doctors that we actually give money to have to meet with us. Good. And, I was going to say, like, oh, updates, no, they have to tell like, us okay. what's working what's not working because knowing what's not working is just as helpful. Yeah. Um, we get updates. And when we fund your clinical study, we will only give you 75% of what you ask for because our belief is if I overpay you and you end up not using the money that I give you, it mm -hmm. can go towards overhead for anything else. Yeah. So that's what will happen, not necessarily intentionally, but people will ask for money. Make them work harder for the full yeah. amount. So if you, if you believe it works, you will find that 25% somewhere else. Yeah. If I'm giving you the bulk, you'll yeah. find it if you need it. Or you'll come back to us yeah. and say that. No, that makes total so sense. we hear that every every other year they have to meet and review with us. And there's a medical advisory board. And then we work with Melina's doctor at Akron Children's. She is our medical advisory board. And we review things with her if she supports it. You know, that because ultimately at the end of the day, <laughs> 
I don't really understand. Right? That's <laughs> like, where I would be too. I'm like, yeah. I Sometimes just, I just do I'm like, something. Yeah. I'm please. like, so did that mean that worked? You yeah. know, but um, so no, there's a whole medical advisory boards that we work with everywhere. Yeah. Um, so we see what's going and what's, what's not. And that's, that's but, cool that they like check in. It's almost like a receipt. Like that's, yeah. that's what I mean. I'm giving you $700,000. I want you to show me and give me updates of what's happening, what you're doing in your studies. Makes so total sense. when he reached out to me, it was, it's an off year. So we're not supposed to necessarily fund in clinical studies this year. Cause we funded last year. So this year they come back, but they came, he called and he said, Michelle, there's seven studies sitting on my desk that, that need to go. Cause you know, studies then are what turn into the trials. Yeah. And he said, they're good. And he said, and, and I can't fund all of them. Yeah. And, and I said, well, what do you need? And he said, I need money. And um, he said, because this is good stuff. He said, these are all green lights. We rank them based off of, you know, yeah. what looks good. And I said, all right, let me see what I can do. And so I went to my board and not only did we donate the 250 to Akron and we've donated probably. Well, we did. So, so, so the, the organization that that does the that, that makes the hospital share the information she alluded to, Michelle alluded to, we we donated um, fifty thousand there. Yes, yeah, so we've already donated about one hundred and fifty thousand total to the other places. But then we said we were able to give them an additional hundred thousand dollars, and of those seven studies, we literally took one of them off the table ourselves. Yeah, like she funded, like she. I always say Melina did it, but. Yeah. To think this small town in Northeast Ohio could go, yeah, we got you. Like that's it was, and that's because of the people in this community, hands down. Yeah, I mean the the Mahoning Valley has just been incredible. I mean, and and but I firmly believe that you you take the best of the Mahoning Valley, and that's the best in the world. And this is just another example of that. We really are like Youngstown. Really is like a big family where like with certain things they're like telling you you're an idiot and then other things it's like okay what do you need we yeah. got your back you know yeah. what i mean so if that's not a family i don't know what is uh purchase tickets for the Melina uh for the event there's a link and then merch is this link and uh doing all that while she is on amazon searching for <laughs> um but have you heard anything specific like if this were to happen to someone today, there is another option for that type of tumor now or no? Yeah, they, we knowing what we know today, there there's a couple clinical trials that are running that um, Melina would not have qualified for. Um, but today they run. There's a lot of dual. Yeah. Um, you know, they used to only treat these type of things with radiation. Now they're trying to find a medication. Um, the one alone was not successful. So they're now finding dual meds that are working together. It wouldn't have worked for her because it was too, it was like too aggressive. Is that why? To be honest with you right now, there's things for this type of tumor that can extend life, but there's nothing that can, <sighs> yeah, there's, this no is, there's no cure. There's no, there's cure. no cure. Right, right now, the, the trial sense. right now. Yeah. Right now the trials are just trying to extend life and keep, yeah. and keep a quality of life through that extension. That's a big thing. And, for I don't. I don't remember if we talked about this before or not. It's just because it's like buried in her brainstem that it's, they can't even get to it. So it's a. It's called a diffuse midline glioma. So it grows. When we think of tumors, you're thinking of a mass. Yes. And that's what yeah. I thought. Yeah, yeah. No, it grows like lace. So it grows like lace throughout their brainstem. <laughs> so it's all the good and bad. Yeah. There's so no way. It's it. like interweaved into yeah. it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And there's. Jared, now's not the time, dude. That's not the time. <laughs> That's my buddy who we're trying to rent my condo together. He's like my uh, property manager. Now's not the time, bud. Maybe uh, read the room, buddy. Read the room. <laughs> but hey, no question. You can't go on that. Yeah, right. right. Um, so yeah, so like it's interweaved into her, into her brainstem. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Which is why they lose their abilities so quickly because yeah. it's like grabbing onto different things and pulling it and down with it. And it's really not as big as you think. Like when the doctor met with me, they're like, well, Michelle, it's, it's grown pretty aggressively. And I was like, what? And they're like, well, you know, two millimeters. And I'm like, two millimeters. Yeah. But that's enough to hit another, you know, so 
you normally initially it affects their vision. Yeah. And then it's headaches. Um, so her one eye, she would see double. So yeah. she kept saying, I see two, mommy, but I know it's just my magic eyes. Yeah. I and remember that. Yeah. Looking at Melina, I think she had such a sense of humor. Like she was as sarcastic as the day is long. Love Starbucks, right? Isn't well, yeah, she yeah, really thought yeah. the neurosurgeon, like, I mean, the neurosurgeon literally looked at me and said, does she think I work for them? And I'm like, oh no, she just knows you have access to get it. Like, <laughs> you know. Um, You're yeah. being played. Yeah, yeah. She's she's well aware of who you are, but she's going to ask you until you get it for Um. Oh my gosh, another... It was a it was an egg white turkey bacon yes. breakfast sandwich because apparently that was her we were sandwich of choice. You yeah. know, watching our calories before you ate the cake pop. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so cute! But um, just oh man, so so frustrating. And I know, um, yeah, so so frustrating. But um, oh my gosh, I keep blanking. I am so bad without my brother sitting next to me. I am sorry, guys at home. Without we bounce ideas off of each other, and then he talks when I need something, when when I'm thinking of something, and then I talk while he's thinking of stuff. But um, he had next time he has to be here to hear your story because I told him I'm like, dude, you cannot miss tonight. These people like you need to hear their story. They're so strong, and it's just absolutely amazing that you guys are just so much stronger than I would be in this situation. But um, thank you so much for coming on and um, anything, anything else about the foundation or about her that you want people to know about or. Oh, Jen Gala has something. Jen says, love what you have done to honor Molina's memory. Thank I'll you. I'll be here, Luke. Let me <laughs> rip off my sleeves. Chris, <laughs> next time, man. I need to, I need you as a co-host, buddy. He's over in Pittsburgh, I think. But yeah. Well, that was very kind. Yeah. Um, you know, I always say that, you know, because uh, our other two daughters are not necessarily involved in a lot of aspects of our foundation. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes we remind Emmy that it exists. Like she's like, yeah. is that is that for Melina? We're like, yes, Emilia. But um yeah. Only because at this age, they get to write their story. Yeah. And this this isn't their story. Um, you know, so in time, they'll do more if they choose. Yeah. Um, they do the kids event, like, because that's her friends. That's their thing. And that's what they love. Um, they love when they see people yeah. in her things. Like, they'll come home mm. and tell us. Like, yeah. I saw somebody with a Molina bracelet. And Emmy's <laughs> like, it had her name on it. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's good. I'm <laughs> like, um, so we get to write Melina's story. And so talking about her and doing things, this is the way that we get to write it. Yeah. Cause if, if not, then it was, do you have dreams about her ever? You ever dream about her? Um, I think I, I, I would put it this way. I, I, I think about her all the time. Yeah. Um, as, as far as physically in a dream, that that's that's a privilege. She she comes to us. Uh, yeah. th there's times that we think. There's times that we try. Yeah. Um. I've had to. It's been a while since since yeah. the last one, but I I've had to. I I I don't know. Clara had one recently. Clara had one in January. Mm -hmm. um, she, she was to gonna sleep. will it. She she. What did, what did she, she say? Did. What did she say? <laughs> she went to sleep with anything she could find of Molina's. Like yeah. she took the pillows. She took her. She's blankets, trying to dream. She, she was trying to dream. Oh, 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 oh yeah. She, she was going to yeah. make this happen. Yeah. It, so like, we don't know. Did it happen? Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, cause she claims it did. So yeah. I, you gotta put her, I mean, you gotta put yourself in the headspace. Right. right. I mean, yeah. we put every, she had every stuffed animal around her bed. Um, I've had one. Chris link up above buddy. Um, yeah. If you go to the website, asking how to donate oh, yep so it, it, thank if, you if um if you go to our, our website that mme um we have a venmo now yeah there's venmo there's paypal uh there, there's know, a do you know how hard it is to set up a venmo for a non-profit <laughs> no it's a pain in the butt yeah had, you have to go through paypal it's crazy like a business one and then we're like this is so stupid and <laughs> above and beyond what we even want to do so we'll just do the personal one and figure it out as we go and i on. wasn't stopping until i got her picture on it yeah, so like yeah. it's oh my, my work goodness. good for you <laughs> yeah Jennifer's got it covered here. Yep. She's going to put it in the link, oh, the website. But yeah, Chris, also, like I said before, we this is our second interview back in 2020. We did one, I think it was in the fall, 
and um, it was great. It was awesome. And we talked the whole story of how everything happened front to back. And uh, that was great. And I um, had so many people in the polling community who were like, your, your interview was those, those people are so strong. There's, that was such a good interview, even though you didn't have your brother with you. And yeah, I mean, you guys did fantastic. So make sure everybody goes back and watches that because it's so good. So, um, so good. Donna's mentioning there's a, a huge bourbon raffle that we're doing um, for our evening of joy. Um, it's nine bottles. One is old Rip Van Winkle, the okay. 10 year. So I'm not, I am not a bourbon or whiskey drinker. Are you? Yeah. A well, it's a thousand dollar bottle is what I'm told. So, <laughs> yeah. so don't, don't really waste it on me. I wouldn't appreciate I, it. I think I'd rather wear it like boot. Like, <laughs> well, and there's, there's eight other like hard to find bottles. Um, and we're only selling 200 tickets. Yeah. So once they're gone, they're gone. And um, but I know there are it. people out there who get into Absolutely. bourbon and whiskey. Absolutely. So that's a good thing to yeah. get people in the door for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's a really fun event. Um, there you go, Chris. You, Ovation. They're a live band in the area. Yeah. They donate their time. I mean, Love it's that. it's a blast. Yeah. It's a blast. Yeah. Great. Um, but what was, if you don't mind me asking, what was your dream about when you, you dreamt about her? So, um, if you want to talk about it, no, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, my sister, um, and her husband, um, had not been able to have children. And okay. so they were going through IVF. And, yeah. um, so I knew that, um, you know, they had gotten to the last step of the process. And this was the night before, um, the two days before my sister was supposed to go to have her pregnancy yeah. test to see if she was pregnant. So I dreamed of Melina and she was holding this little girl's hand and she had oh. a little baby behind her. I couldn't see. Um, and she's holding this little girl's hand and she's screaming to me and she's like, I kept going, Melina, come here, come here. And she refused to come to me oh. and she kept going, mommy, I'm fine. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Yeah. And I was like, like, so I woke up, I'm sobbing. Yeah. Somehow I go to work, which I was like, I'm not going to work. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, so I get to work and my very first client came in who was also at the time having infertility issues. So I sit down, I called my mom on the way and I'm like, she wouldn't even come to me. Like, blah, blah. My mom's like, it's okay. It's just a dream. Yeah. So my client sits down and looks at me and says, Michelle, I'm pregnant. And I'm Whoa. like, what? And she and her aunt had passed away previously. And she said, my aunt always said that it's not infertility. It's that God lets your loved ones keep the babies until they're ready until they're to ready. give give them to you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, and in my head, I'm like, yeah. she has my niece. That's my niece. Like, yeah. yeah and yeah. Um, so sure enough, my office phone starts ringing off the hook. And I'm like, so I how I finished this session, I don't know, but I did. <laughs> um, so I finish it up and sure enough, it's my sister and I pick up my phone and she's holding a pregnancy test, which you're not supposed to take. You know, she did everything you're not supposed to do. And I said, oh my God, it's a girl. And she said, how do you know? And I'm like, I just know. Yeah. And sure enough, it's Camille. That's is beautiful. My niece. That is mm -hmm. so beautiful. Yeah. And crazy. So and I believe it. And then the little baby behind me, like, her is my other niece, Lucy. Thinking about it. Oh my so wow. Melina had, and Lucy was another, uh, she was born at 24 weeks and mm -hmm. six days. Yeah. And that's, that's why I couldn't see her. That's and, my uh, sister's daughter. Yeah. And yeah. so they're, and her, my they're real close to each other and they were both miracle babies. Yeah. And I believe Melina had her hand the whole time. I love dreams like that. And I have crazy dreams all the time, but, um, my, well, if she brings you Cheeto suspenders, let me know. <laughs> she, Melina, you can, you, you can, um, but no, I had when my my grandma passed away in 2021, right before our wedding, and I dreamt of her right before the wedding. And in the in the event hall, there's in the BNO station in downtown Youngstown, mm -hmm. there's these steps that like wind down. Mm -hmm. And before the wedding, I had a dream that she was standing at the bottom of the steps, and me and Shelby are walking down the steps. And then she's standing there and like, honey, you know, enjoy your wedding. Take lots of beautiful pictures with your wife. I love you. And like gives me this big hug. And then like my great grandma is right behind her walking in the door too. And then like I wake up and then it's weird because 
in the dream, like all my friends were like lined up there and like we were going to walk through them right after I said hi and give big hug and kiss to my grandma. And then like the same thing happened at the wedding. And I remember like walking down the steps and my friends being there and me and Shelby walking through and being like, holy crap, like this is exactly <laughs> the same as the dream, only grandma's not there. And then like, I remember like going back through our wedding pictures, like looking, I'm like, is there something in the picture? Like crazy, crazy stuff. But just like, yeah, I remember freaking out at my wedding. Like this is so strange, but I love dreams like that. So I'm happy yeah. that happened. I, it was, and it was the only she time. She came to you. She really did. That's so cool. Yeah, That's... but she could have hugged me. Like, she, I don't know if it's asking too much. She I mean, was like, trying to play with the babies. <laughs> I know. She was like, trying to play go, with the, the babies. You can go back. With this and the thing is, she was wearing this awful gray sweater, and it, which is exactly what my sister would have worn. Yeah. And her hair was a disaster, which is exactly how my sister used to do it when they yeah. spent time together. Yeah. And I was like, oh, even her hair looks bad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah, absolutely incredible. So. Uh, Ashley says, I have goosebumps. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Me, me too. too. Me too. Um, and Jennifer says this, too. The second annual Evening of Joy is Saturday, March 11th at the Embassy Banquet Center. Evening of Joy tickets can be purchased there. So everything you need, all the links you need are in the comments. Um, and uh yeah thank you everyone for tuning in here and um go to that event if you're available uh march 11th and uh go back watch go, go check out their website also go back and watch from 2020 i'm telling you go back and watch the podcast we did with you guys it can be found on the mlo bros i think you can actually search for it too um but thank you guys so much for coming in tonight anything else you want to let them know about before we take off here it's been an almost an hour no just i i will all i'll say is this um so i appreciate everybody's kind comments um and you know letting us know that you think of her so i always say yeah. i always end everything with i will never do one event without expressing how grateful we are um because tonight gives us the opportunity whether it's one person yeah. or hundreds of people that get to hear her and understand yeah. our fight um but i always say you know, if you go home and you have a bad day and you have a moment where you just stop and say, you know what, I can choose joy because a four-year-old little girl named Melina told me to, yeah. then we all win. That's so amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you guys so much for coming in. Uh, we will see everyone on Tuesday. We have uh, Janelle Nagy uh, uh, talking about the Piggyback Foundation. Uh, she's having like a big chocolate event. Um, so we're going to talk about that with her on Tuesday. And uh, Thursday, I believe we have a talk back uh, where we just talk about local stuff going on in the community. So check back in uh, on Tuesday and Thursday for those shows. Also check out our sponsors down below. Um, Katie Mori, Real Estate Agent, Valley Insurance Group, as well as the fantastic tales of Meriwether and Perryweather. Uh, also the MLO bros, if you need a home loan, we are mortgage loan originators. So we'd love to help you out, help you get pre-approved and finance your next home purchase. So, um, thank you all so much for watching and we will see you next time. And thanks again, guys, for coming thank on. You. Thank so, you. See ya.